Recently, there are some guarantees in life's death, taxes, and P.K. Subban getting in trouble for tripping, and I'm going to give my assessment on that matter in this episode. And also, I think it's time for Alexander Holtz to be brought up to the New Jersey Devils organization because, quite honestly, he is lighting it up for Utica, and the New Jersey Devils need to start making some changes if they really want to stay afloat and keep their uh, you know, hypothetical playoff chances alive this early in the year. So we have a lot to talk about in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, K Pasa, New Jersey. What is up? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 5.23 p.m. Eastern Time, November 3rd, 2021 at the time of this recording. Now, why did I say K Pasa? Well, if you missed yesterday's episode, I did a crossover uh, reaction episode with Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks. Not only did we talk about our overall opinions of, I guess, the slaughter fest of a game that was given to the New Jersey Devils, but we also talked about trying to get uh, the Latino community involved with the sport of hockey. He gave some good suggestions. He told me like he didn't watch the ESPN Plus broadcast, and quite honestly, uh, I wouldn't blame him. He watched the Spanish broadcast, and he actually gave some good pointers in terms of how the Spanish broadcasters were talking about the game, how they used certain terminology, how they were talking about uh, the Anaheim Ducks, and he also talked about how the Ducks and these uh, Los Angeles Kings have been trying to get the Latino community more involved with hockey. So I found that very interesting. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please give it a listen. Like I said, trying to do whatever it takes to diversify hockey a little bit more. And, you know, like I said, I watched the ESPN Plus broadcast. I tried giving that broadcast the benefit of the doubt in the first period, but it just got worse as it progressed. And I talked about it in yesterday's crossover, but he was able to shed some light and just talk about a different broadcast that was spoken in a different language so uh jason hernandez not only prideful about the mighty ducks but he's also prideful of his mexican heritage so please give that episode a listen now let's talk about the new jersey devils and let's uh take care of some groundwork so first we're going to be talking about pk suban and his fine and my overall assessment on this situation and how pk suban really has to improve his game But first, we need to take care of the elephant in the room, and that is Dougie Hamilton. So if you missed yesterday's game, and ESPN did not talk about this until period number three, halfway through period number one, Dougie Hamilton went back to the bench, and he didn't return to action. Apparently, uh, like I said, ESPN did report this until period number three, and then we got more information as the game uh, ended. Apparently, Dougie Hamilton suffered a lower body injury, and I guess he's listed day-to-day. In a statement from Lindy Ruff, he said, no update. I know he talked to the train after the first period we were hoping he was going to be able to come back but he wasn't able to return so uh, a lot of the New Jersey Devils fan base including myself were a little concerned when uh, the New Jersey Devils say it's nothing uh, serious it's not a big deal because they said the same thing about Miles Wood and they said the same thing about Jack Hughes to an extent so here we go guys we've lost Jack Hughes we've lost Dougie Hamilton and those are two of our best players on the roster right now Dougie Hamilton on the defensive side of things and then 
and Jack Hughes on the offensive side of things. And I recently talked about how elite uh, Dougie Hamilton is on the defensive side of things and how I was wrong about his overall production because I was looking at it too broadly. And if we lost Dougie Hamilton for an extended period of time, this season is pretty much, I guess it's tank season because there's no way we, we can continue to stay above float when we're losing our best players, including someone like Miles Wood, who maybe isn't the best player on paper, but he still makes a great impact for our roster. So I don't have an update for Dougie Hamilton. I don't know enough about the situation to uh, go into more detail because the New Jersey Devils aren't releasing anything. So that's all I got for you right now. I know I wish I could give you a, a bigger update, but for right now, here's what I can just tell you. It's a lower body injury. He didn't return to action uh, after period number one. Uh, the New Jersey Devils are trying to say it's not a big deal. Lindy Ruff doesn't seem to have an update. So I guess we're just going to have to wait until uh, the pregame notes are released uh, when we play the Los Angeles Kings on Friday. And by the way, I will be doing a crossover with Sarah of Locked on Kings. So keep an ear out for that. So hopefully Dougie Hamilton is going to be all right. And I, I'm just hoping that this is the one time that the New Jersey Devils say that an injury is not serious and it happens to not be that serious. Now, let's talk about P.K. Subban. So uh, if you remember, guys, back in the preseason, remember when uh, P.K. Subban got into it with Ryan Reeves a little bit? So Ryan Reeves tripped on P.K. Subban's leg and then Reeves got hurt and he had to leave the game early and then Chris Kreider went at P.K. Subban not once but twice and then P.K. Subban was the subject of many targeting attempts by the New York Rangers albeit it was a preseason game but still tempers were pretty hot between both respective uh, organizations. P.K. Subban is back at it again and he is making headlines but for all the wrong reasons. So in yesterday's game uh, P.K. Subban if you look at the replay he uh, was given a hefty fine for deliberately uh, tripping Trevor Zegras uh, during the course of the Ducks and the Devils game. And you guys know when I'm looking at incidents like that, I'm looking at the replay like 10 or 15 times to see like where was the wrongdoing. And then I give you guys my overall assessment. I did the same thing for the Hughes and Lawson situation, which I said, I don't think Lawson deliberately meant to hurt Jack Hughes. It was just a matter of momentum just was at the wrong place at the wrong time for Hughes. And then I, I talked about the Reeves and Subban incident because Subban's leg did, uh, you know, come off the ice a touch. But at the same time, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought P.K. Subban was playing hard. But this is the third incident this year that P.K. Subban has caused some controversy based on his style of play. And it's not the good kind of controversy. It's not the Scott Stevens type of controversy where, you know, he's playing physical, he's playing hard. No, he's like deliberately tripping players. And he needs to stop that because he was fined $15,000. He had a hearing uh, a, a few hours earlier at the time of this recording. And we call that slew foot. So for any of you casual hockey fans who don't know what that is, it's like when you take your leg and you deliberately like trip a player. So usually in hockey, a tripping violation is when you use your stick and you know you get underneath the skates. That's that's a tripping violation. But when you use like your body part to deliberately uh, trip someone, that's called slew foot. So that's what PK Subban did uh, against Zgres in in the last game for the Devils, and he also did the same thing against the Calgary Flames just a few games ago to Lucic. So. My question for P.K. Subban is, what are you doing? Like, well, why do you continue to get fined 
for slew footing your opposition. That's not how you play the game of hockey. Look, I know P.K. Subban, he wants to assert himself and he's doing whatever it takes to play physical and just, you know, try to put the puck back into his advantage. But that's not how you do it. That's not how you play the sport of hockey. And, you know, I tried defending P.K. Subban after the Ryan Reeves incident because I was like, okay, you know what, it's not a big deal. Looks like P.K. Subban's leg did come up just a touch. I don't think it was any, like, ill intent. I think it was just, you know, P.K. Subban was just playing hard and maybe Ryan Reeves just got tripped up a little bit. And remember, Ryan Reeves has gotten into controversy himself for the way he plays the sport of hockey. So I was just like, look, I'm pretty sure Reeves has done 10 times worse. In fact, I know he's done 10 times worse because uh, the Players Association literally had to reach out to him and tell him to tone down his aggression just a bit, if you don't remember. So I didn't really think much of it. And I was defending P.K. Subban because I said I like what P.K. Subban said in his postgame interview, which was that he was just trying to play aggressive and that he doesn't wish to hurt anyone and that it was just an honest mistake. And I believed him and I defended him and I just said, you know what, maybe uh, Chris Kreider overreacted a little bit. It's preseason and we shouldn't really be worrying about it too much. I wish the best for reason is recovery, but at the same time, I didn't think it was that big a deal. But now looking at the Lucic and also the Zgras situation for P.K. Subban, it makes it harder and harder and harder for me to defend him. And I go back to that preseason game against the Rangers in which, you know, Reeves did get hurt. And now I think about it. Did P.K. Subban kind of do the same thing because like I said his foot did come off the ice a little bit when Reeves went down to the ground albeit they were battling for the puck in the corner so I don't think there was you know much to judge from it and like I said guys when I'm looking at this I'm watching it like 10 to 15 times and this time around against Zgras there's no ifs ands or buts about it PK Subban deliberately tripped him and I don't know what he's doing like PK, you really need to play better, man. Like, I know you've gotten off to a slow start in the season, and quite honestly, so have a lot of other players, and I'll talk about this later in the episode, but for PK Subban, it's just like, where's the PK Subban that I knew? The one who was going to be a bona fide Hall of Famer, the one who was going to possibly win two more Norris trophies, and, you know, was on pace to just asserting himself as one of the greatest defensemen in this generation. Through eight games, he only has three assists and a plus minus a negative two. Now, albeit, I'm glad that he's, uh, you know, stepping up his game in most recent action because he got two assists against the Columbus Blue Jackets and he also got an assist in the Pittsburgh Penguins game. So I'm glad over the weekend he was able to contribute, but that doesn't exonerate what he's been doing lately. Like, he's already been punished for... Uh, his incident with Lucic uh, against the Calgary Flames and Jessica of Locked On Flames brought it to that to my attention in our most recent crossover. And now I'm, I'm just looking at this incident once again. I'm just like, PK, what are you doing? I don't know what else to say. Like uh, Lindy Ruff said that after the Lucic situation, he said that he talked to PK about it and, you know, that they were handling it in-house and that they, they said that they were going to move on from the situation and they knew that's not how you play the sport of hockey. So I don't know what Lindy Ruff is doing uh, lately, and you know I do have some criticisms for Lindy Ruff. I love him. I don't think he should be fired, but at the same time, it's just like I'm not liking what he's doing uh, in more recent games and just outcomes for the New Jersey Devils. So this is just a great example, which is I need P.K. Subban to really do better, step up his game, and that's not how you do it. That's not how you play the sport of hockey. That's not how you assert yourself, and that's just stupid. And that's not the kind of controversy that we need for our organization right now, especially when we're missing so many men, so many great uh, players on our organization. Like, we need all hands on deck, and we can't afford for P.K. Subban to get suspended. Like, I saw a tweet saying that maybe P.K. Subban should get suspended by the NHL, so that way it could give someone else a chance to maybe step up into his role and just overall show that they 
they can contribute better to our organization than Zuban. And I didn't say anything on Twitter, and I'm not going to reveal who tweeted it. But to that response, I say that is absolutely 100% idiotic for you to say. We need all hands on deck. And and part of that is P.K. Subban. So, you know, we, we just got to handle him with, like, kid-like gloves. So I don't know what what's going to take for P.K. Subban to basically just try to kickstart into the right direction. And I had that same question for a couple of other players on our roster. So it's not just P.K. Subban. But I said uh, before the season started, I expected big things from P.K. Subban. I know I said that last year as well. But here is the circumstance, which is like now he can rely on Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves to do much of the heavy lifting for the Devils on the defensive side of things. And also Ty Smith to an extent because, you know, I thought Ty Smith would be ready to go at the beginning of the season. But that, that obviously was not the case. So I was just like, okay, he can rely on those three players and also Damon Severson a little bit so he could take a back seat and he could just focus on his game and not trying to live up to the hype, the expectations, because now he's just one of them now. He's just a mix in the fold and the pressure's off him, so I expect him to do better. Well, so far, not so good for P.K. Subban. So I don't know what it's going to take, but that's my overall assessment for the situation. It was a dirty play from P.K. Subban. That's not how we play the sport of hockey. We really don't need that. But at the same time, I still need P.K. Subban out there. Like, you know, he's just one of the tools that we need to uh, make our organization great. Now, how do we use that tool is still a question mark. So he's many tools in the tool bucket, but we just got to find a way to use it and to our advantage so that's my overall assessment and i'm gonna leave it there so let me know what you guys think on that overall narrative for pk suban so uh we're gonna continue with this episode in a moment but first i want to give you guys the first live read this morning and it comes from shopify Jason, this is for you from our crossover from yesterday. Me gusta eso. Muy bien. I love the sound of that. Cha-ching. So in case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify uh, gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for bigger businesses so upstarts startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility and shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true so i love shopify it has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe shopify powers over 1.7 billion businesses from first sale to full sale reaching customer online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with uh, detailed reporting, uh, conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. So go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL right now. Once again, that's Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL. And now the second live read this morning comes from Built Bar. So I could have used the Built Bar last night. So I love Thanksgiving, all good uh, food and treats and plenty of them. 
but maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar, it's perfect time for Built Bar. So Built Bar is a new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards to 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace a coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors and replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming enough, go to Built Bar or two for a couple of options. So share some of your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. So new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at BuiltBar.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendars. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 50% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, guys. Guys, I know it's a dark spot for the New Jersey Devils right now. We're about eight games into the year. You're looking for some sort of positivity to take away from all the mess that's happening, especially with the injuries. But guess what, guys? We're still very young. The future is bright. It's going to take some time before we all mesh together. But I'm liking the direction we're heading in right now. Now, there's a player playing for the Utica Comets who's actually tearing it up right now. The reason why they don't bring him up to, you know, shake things up a little bit, like Lindy Ruff has been saying the past uh week or so is beyond me. So Alexander Holtz has appeared in four games for the Utica Comets and he has scored five goals. Now, why don't they bring him up? That's my question. Like, come on. You said you want to shake things up. Bring up Alexander Holtz. Here's what I'm mad about Lindy Ruff for. It doesn't seem like he's holding his end of the bargain when he's saying like he'll make drastic changes, he'll do this, he'll do that, he'll do the third thing, whatever the case might be. I need Lindy Ruff to really shake it up. If you're serious about the New Jersey Devils trying to stay afloat, especially in the absence of Jack Hughes, Miles Wood, and now possibly Dougie Hamilton for a while. So uh, here's the thing. Alexander Holtz is ripping it up for the Utica comments. That's not my words. That's the New Jersey Devils Twitter page words. So I think it's time to bring up Alexander Holtz to shake it up a little bit. Like he he, he's showing you guys that he, he's capable of doing what you want him to do down in the AHL. He should have made the roster. I don't know what they're doing. There's some guys you could just send down. They've already sent down uh, Scott Wedgwood. Well, technically, they placed him on waivers, but uh, no one's going to claim Scott Wedgwood off the waiver list, so he's going to be playing for Utica in the next like day or so. But my, my thing for Alexander Holtz is like, I need him up in the NHL right now. I think it's time. Like you said, you want to shake things up. Well, here's your opportunity to do that. Like Alexander Holtz is a goal getter. And right now we're seeing aggression from Dawson Mercer. It's time to bring back Alexander Holtz and reunite him with Dawson Mercer. Because we saw what um, these young guys were capable of doing during prospect camp. We saw what they were capable of doing during the scrimmages. And like I said, for the first time in a long time, I, I was actually having a difficult time choosing my final roster for the New Jersey Devils because I said, wow, there's a lot of young guys who are stepping up their games right now. It's time for Alexander Holtz to show that for you guys. And you know what? You can make the argument that maybe he's not ready. Maybe he just needs to develop in the AHL program. But my thing for the New Jersey Devils is like, you said you wanted to give him an opportunity. Well, here's the opportunity right now. Jack Hughes is out. Miles Wood is out. Dougie Hamilton, I know he's a defenseman, but he's going to be out for maybe a minute or two. Hopefully not. But, you know, that's worst case scenario. What, What if Dougie Hamilton's lower body injury is sort of like Miles Wood? where it's not just bumps and bruises, it's something a little more serious and a little more drastic, bring him up. 
Like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Like, you're missing a lot of your key guys. Here's the opportunity right now to bring up Alexander Holt and give him that role. If it's not going to be now, when is it going to be? When, you know, Nico Heizer's out? When Sharon Govich is out? When Janssen is out? Or when Dawson Mercer gets hurt? God forbid. I don't know what, what you're doing. Bring up Alexander Holt because you need to shake things up. What pissed me off about what Lindy Ruff said about yesterday's loss, he said, it looked like the travel got to us. Dude, you are te- you are almost 10 games into the year. These guys are NHL players. You're telling me the travel caught up to them and that's your excuse? There's no excuse for how poorly you guys played against the Anaheim Ducks. No excuse. Look, I get Terry's on a bit of a roll. I get Getzlaff is the captain. I get mistakes happen, which is why you allowed that backhander goal from uh, Lundestrom to you know go in even though it had no business going past Bernier. But th- there's no excuse for how you played. You gave up two power play goals, and you gave up a shorthanded goal. And for one of those power play opportunities, you got outshot by the Ducks. And for like five or so power play opportunities, you you got off like what three, four, five shots? That's unacceptable. There's no excuse for how you played. And the fact that you have to say that uh, it was for travel reasons and it caught up to you, that is a piss poor excuse in my opinion. Lindy Ruff, like seriously, if you're listening to this show, if there's an associate Lindy Ruff who listens to my show, you need to tell Lindy Ruff this. Hold up your damn end of the bargain. Make drastic changes. Like, I, I keep saying this. Bench Ty Smith. He is not ready. Did you see that uh, odd man rush he was in in which Terry was able to score? Albeit Terry's a good player and he was able to, you know, fool Smith. I get that. But I said this in yesterday's episode because, you know, this is the best example I gave. Like, Ty Smith could have made a more aggressive move. I would have much rather Ty Smith make an aggressive move and fail versus him trying to play it too conservative and too safe. Because here's what Ty Smith looked like. He looks like, you know, a kid on the side of a shallow end of a pool, putting his big toe in, just scared to get in because the water is too cold or he's afraid that he's going to sink. That's what Ty Smith looked like. I saw it in his eyes. Bench Ty Smith for a game or two. Or threaten Sharon Govich, say, look, you may have had a good season last year, but if you don't step up within the next, like, 10 or so games, we're going to have to send you down. I guarantee that Sharon Govich was either going to score this game or the next game. And if he doesn't do so, you know, quite honestly, you know, you don't raise the red flag quite yet, but you you start to grab that red flag just in case you do have to wave it, if that makes sense. So from my thing about Lindy Ruff is hold your end of the bargain and shake things up. Like, I, I get you're moving your lines up and down. I, I get at one point you swapped. Uh, Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves you moved Ryan Graves down and you moved uh, you kept Dougie Hamilton on the first line and then you know you you, you tried giving PK Subban a chance of playing like you know uh, on the top four line and then you moved Kwokinen and Sharon Govich to the bottom six you moved Tatar and you you're moving Mercer up in the totem pole as well because Mercer is now playing on the top unit of the power play for the New Jersey Devils but my thing is that's not enough you can't just keep shaking up the lineup bring up someone bring up Alexander Holtz to make a contribution because what do you got to lose you need to stay afloat you need a goal score you need some sort of energy we're seeing the energy from uh, Dawson Mercer because I said this on Twitter yesterday within the first 10 or so minutes of the game Dawson Mercer may have not gotten a point but I believe he had like what four or five shots on goal I said I love the aggression from Dawson Mercer early and you know he had a few opportunities but it just didn't go his way and that happens like you miss a shot not every shot is going to hit the back of the netting so my thing for uh, Lindy Ruff is like hold your end of the bargain like just just switch it up a little bit like 
come on, like, th this is the teams that you can switch it up a little bit because you're not playing, like, you know, best of the best right now. No offense to the Anaheim Ducks. They did beat us and all. But let's face it, guys. You know, they're not the best team out there. Same with the LA Kings that who are about to play on Friday. They're not the best team out there. Shake it up. What do you got to lose? I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but, you know, that's my overall opinion on this assessment. Speaking of which, if you're like me and you like making overall assessments and predictions and you want to raise the stakes a little bit, then you need to go to betonline.ag. So we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit Use our promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline where the game starts. Visit our friends at LockedOnBets for all your betting needs there as well. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So that game from the New Jersey Devils yesterday was a completely ugly game. And quite honestly, that's a game that shouldn't have been that bad. I, I said maybe they could lose to the Anaheim Ducks. I didn't think it would be that bad. I didn't factor in that, you know, Terry was kind of on a roll. I didn't I didn't think about that. Getzlaff also was able to have, like, what, three points? And then Gibson was just a man on fire because the Devils had some high danger opportunities, but they weren't able to capitalize. But, you know, still, that was just an ugly loss, and something like that shouldn't happen. And the fact that Lindy Ruff gave that excuse to the media with a with the look that he gave them was just completely and utterly stupid. That, Like I said, piss-poor excuse. Very disappointing, Lindy Ruff, for... Uh, saying that and that that that's no excuse that that should not be the reason why you lose that badly that's not the reason why you, you know you lost the the game like that that the, your, your specialty teams are awful I've been saying this for a long time the specialty teams are not good I believe in penalty kill we're like 27th in the league I believe I think ESPN put up that graphic and we're, we're like uh, I think you know on the bottom tier of the league for penalty kill that shouldn't happen we should not be getting outshot on our power play opportunity like we 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 just pass the puck around. We're like a deer in headlights. We don't even make a play. It's so it's so frustrating. It's so agonizing. The specialty teams need to improve. And quite honestly, you might need to make a drastic change in firing Mark Recchi. So here's the thing, guys. The reason why Lindy Ruff didn't fire anyone on his coaching staff, the reason why he wanted to keep his same coaching staff from last year was because he felt as though he wasn't able to get a good assessment on them as coaches during the pandemic year because, you know, practice time was limited. Film time was limited. Really, the only real practice time that they could actually get was like morning skate and that's not good to assess like players and coaches and things of that nature so you know I get that reasoning but for right now like we're, we're almost 10 games in and we're, we're still in the same spot that we were last year and I said before the season if we're in the same spot as we were last year we have taken like three steps back because we're supposed to be improving with the uh, acquisitions that we've been making including like Ryan Graves, Dougie Hamilton, Thomas Tatar you know like I said we got our uh the top defensemen we were able to make a starter trade so that way we could be better prepared for the expansion draft 
and we were able to get a couple young defensemen to help build our weak defense and then we get our top six player who deserves to be playing on the top six rotation and I said that at the beginning of the year when uh, Thomas Tatar was you know scheduled to be on the bottom six to begin the year but luckily you know he, he was able to get a few circumstances to go his way well you know maybe I shouldn't say luckily but still you know he now he's given his chance and Quite honestly, guys, I, 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 I'm not a coach or anything, so I'm not behind the benches, but this is basically my observation. So Mark Recchi, I think it's time for him to go because that game should have been a dead giveaway. And let's think about it from this uh, perspective. Recchi couldn't squeeze a league average power play out of Malkin, Crosby, Gensel, Latang, and Russ. So, you know, the fact that he's not able to do it uh, for the New Jersey Devils should be no surprise. That was courtesy of a tweet I found. And quite honestly, I agree with it because... From that season, uh, the power play percentage for the Pittsburgh Penguins was less than 20%. It was like 19.9%. And like I said, Malkin, Crosby, Gunsell, Latang, and Rust. All good players. And the fact that Mark Recchi wasn't able to squeeze a decent power play out of them, what makes you think he's going to do it for the New Jersey Devils? Like I said, that wasn't my uh, initial thought process. That was from a tweet I saw, but I agree with it wholeheartedly, and that gives me a new perspective. Because specialty teams all around were just awful for the New Jersey Devils, and quite honestly, I don't see it getting any better because we made all these acquisitions. We have a few surprises, including Dawson Mercer, and yet we're still in the bottom tier of the league. I'm not expecting us to be best of the best but can we show some signs of improvement because we're on pace to do what we did last season and like I said in this episode I said if we are the same team that we were last season in terms of overall production and overall record we have taken three steps back in my opinion that's my honest opinion because it's just like what was the point of making those acquisitions especially since you know Ryan Graves will only be with us for maybe one more year because it's not guaranteed that he'll sign an extension same with Thomas Tatar same with Jonathan Bernier so my thing is for the New Jersey Devils like you know if this season is you know the same season from last year and we're not showing any improvement we've taken a step back in my book so for Lindy Ruff you know I would be eyeing Mark Recchi and that specialty teams unit and you better get your act together because because there is no reason why you should have played as poorly as you did against the Anaheim Ducks. And if you play that poorly against the not-so-mighty Ducks, then I am really concerned of how you're going to play against, you know, top of the top, like best of the best. I am concerned in that aspect. So for the New Jersey Devils, it's just time to, you know, start establishing yourself a little bit more. Tell Sharon Govich, like, his spot is not guaranteed. Tell Ty Smith that, you know, maybe it's best that we bench you a game or two. Bring up Alexander Holtz and, you know, make those changes. Hold your end of the bar again that's my final assessment that's my final um conclusion for this overall rant so thank you guys for sticking by me but you know uh we talked about pk suban being met with the uh, players um safety protocol for his uh tripping violation against zgress and you know how he was fined and i basically gave my overall assessment for that i talked about alexander holtz being uh potentially brought up and i talked about the issues that are surrounding the new jersey devils right now but how there might be some hope and but you know it's up to Lindy Ruff and Tom Fitzgerald to make those moves so that way our team can stay afloat with a lot of our key guys out so let me know what you guys think and I'm curious to hear your guys overall assessments on what the New Jersey Devils should do for their roster but as for today that's all the time I have for you guys today thanks for listening continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day New Jersey go Devils and I will catch you guys in the next episode thanks for listening